0: This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And, Mark, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And it is, by the way, the live Saturday show. As always, your calls are primary. If you make them, until then, we'll talk to you about things that we find interesting. Mark, uh, you had something about fat people. And I guess they're working for the government. There's a problem down in Alabama,
1: apparently, right? Um, uh, Yeah, this is according to uh, Money Central at MSN. The uh, state of Alabama has given its... 37,000 employees until 2010 to start getting fit or they'll pay a $25 a month insurance um, for insurance that was otherwise free for the employees. Alabama will be the first state to charge its overweight workers who don't try to slim down while a handful of other states reward employees who adopt healthful, healthful behaviors. Alabama already charges workers who smoke and has seen some success in getting them to quit or at least lie about it I would guess.
0: You know what I think's interesting about this Mark is that if this were happening at a go- at a non-governmental organization or having in a corporation of uh, another corporation of some sort like a, a Walmart for instance there would be outrage yeah. if a private business decided to go ahead and put a similar policy and say, oh, well, you're, you're a little bit too large, we're going to have to charge you a surcharge unless you can slim down within this time period. That would be considered discrimination, and the government would jump all over those people for it. But here, because they are the government, they get to put in whatever kind of regulations they want on these folks. And isn't it true that... I don't know much about health. I know you've done a lot more research on this than than I have, but isn't it true that some people are just naturally bigger i mean it, you you can be healthy and you can still be you can still have fat on you right
1: you sure' it's possible um, there's people called endomorphs out there that uh you know store fat more easily than others and it's just more difficult um also uh what but the BMI me,
0: doesn't take that into account, the well, body it, mass index.
1: It, it depends on the insurance company and what they use. Uh, for instance, under the sort of old insurance guidelines, I would have been considered fat at one point in my mm. life, even though my body fat percentage was 10%. But because I was you know, working out a lot and you know, had a lot of muscle mass, I was overweight was the terminology that they used. Right. And I don't know. I would imagine that uh, insurance companies have caught caught up in that arena, but I don't know it for sure. Mm. And uh, you know what? What bothers me here is, um, you know, I do think that uh, fat people have more health problems than uh, people that aren't. And Probably true. That's you know that's the particular issue. But I, I, I'm I'm with you. Is that if a private company did this, it, there would be outrage. Right.
0: So, and and I think private companies should be able to do these things. I mean, it's if it's your business. If you own the business, you should be able to set whatever rules you want to as far as what your employees need to do in order to get whatever coverage it is that you're offering and all of that. And I also, it's also my understanding that many of these um, companies are forced to offer health care coverage for for their employees. I, I don't know much about that as I don't employ anybody, uh, so I, I can't really comment on, from personal experience. But it's my understanding that there's a lot of government mandates Coming into play with offering these on, things to on the employees. both sides
1: of the equation, the government mandates how insurance companies are going to cover people. They mandate, uh, you know, how it, uh, employers are going to cover people and all kinds of things. And it's you know, it's it, it, it what it does is it causes the market of insurance to, you know, the cost to rise for everyone. And, uh, you know, when, you, when you're talking about, for instance, the old uh, platitude insuring abortions for for nuns, it's it doesn't make much sense.
0: Well, now, when you're talking about the uh, these mandates, for instance, with the, the idea is that if you're o- – is it overweight or obese that they're targeting? They're, they're talking about obese. Okay, here. so so if somebody is obese, then they're going to have to pay – if they want the health care coverage, they're going to have to pay the extra – Twenty-five whole dollars. in order In order to get it. Now, one could say that, well, in the marketplace – if there were enough obese workers out there to where their work was obviously valuable to a certain extent, business owners in the marketplace might not be able to get away with that. I mean, if you raise prices to a an unreasonable level and your employees say, you know, I'll just go somewhere else – there's always that possibility. There's always the possibility that someone's going to leave and then you're going to have to fill that uh that spot. What you
1: have here in the uh, with this with this instance is because the government got involved in insurance the first in the first place and it got involved in you know what you could pay people. It it cost at one point in this country if you were above a certain amount you paid 90% of your income into taxes well you didn't pay any as far as the benefits so it benefited an employer and the employee in their relationship for the employer to offer them all kinds of bonuses, mm-hmm. dental, optical, health, whatever, because right. they didn't pay the, the employer. The employee didn't pay the taxes. The employer is going to pay whatever they're going to pay to get the employee. And so, all of this—the the, the very fact that employers pay for your health care at all—is a government thing in the first place. And it's really in my people opinion it's should bad be able idea. to get. Yeah, people should be able to get their own get their money and decide what they're going to cover themselves with. It makes
0: I think that this this sort of mandatory health coverage, and it's my understanding that. I'm sure it's different in every state as far as what the mand- uh, mandates are. Some states might just mandate that employ- employers offer the health insurance rather than mandate that the employees have to take it. Because I know that Julia, my girlfriend, works full-time at a restaurant here in New Hampshire, and there's health coverage available, but she doesn't have to take it. So the fact that there uh, that there are these mandates, though, really screws up the labor market. Because if, you, if you're somebody that is sick or whatever, you, you might – you know, you're getting up in the years or you're getting older, and you're at a job, and you've got the health coverage from that particular job, and then you decide you've got a midlife crisis or something like that, you hit your 50s, and then all of a sudden decide you want to go in a different direction – you may be dissuaded from doing that because you might need that health coverage and you can't just pick up and go somewhere else because then you'll lose your health coverage if you've got it through your if you've gotten it through your employer you don't have that that portability factor you would have if you'd gone out on your own and just signed up and, and purchased your own health coverage and if 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 these employers weren't offering health coverage, then employees would be buying their own health coverage, and they could take it to wherever they wanted to go, and we'd have a much more fluid labor market as a result of that,
1: and that well, means more competition for labor and, and more opportunities. And, and if the state wasn't mandating what, you know, accounts for coverage, then there would be more, there's more all kinds of insur- Yeah, there's all kinds of insurance companies out there, and they would offer more choices. If, for instance, I smoke uh, a cigar or two a day, and I inhale them just like mm. a cigarette smoker does, well... I don't think I I don't think that I have as big of a chance of getting lung cancer as, say, a two pack a day uh, cigarette smoker. I may be wrong. You know, I don't know. But that's what I believe shouldn 't I be able to buy an insur- a health insurance program that doesn 't cover say lung cancer that way i don 't have the same kind of uh, deterrent you know it, it costs more for smokers to get insurance right but there's, you can be we're rejected we 're not all the same. Some people smoke a couple of cigarettes a day, other people smoke a couple of packs a day yeah, and so people should be able to tailor their own insurance companies and the reason that they uh, their own insurance coverage and the reason they can 't is because the government is involved
0: it 's very very limited as a result. There are a few different packages you can choose from, but there's nothing a la carte. There's nothing really incredibly customizable. A a, a
1: la carte is uh, outlawed by most of the insurance uh, boards and states. So uh,
0: there's one other aspect to the story that I think is worth mentioning, and that is that this is kind of a harbinger of things to come. For the realm of
1: socialized medicine. Right. The fact is, um, likely, we're going to have socialized medicine or more a more socialized system than we currently have, because already half of the health care dollars uh, spent from Medicare and Medicaid are spent by the government. So we're going to have a more uh, socialized health care system than we currently have. And under that socialized health care system, look, if I'm paying for your health care, you can't smoke cigarettes. You can't scuba dive. You can't eat. Chocolate candies. You can't eat red meat. Can't go out you can't, in the sun. You can't do any of these things because you're, I'm paying for it. Your health costs me. And now when you say me,
0: you mean the government. You mean that you know, that's what the government all, will essentially all of us tell that people. pay our income taxes. Right, but that's what the government will be able to do, and there will be nothing that you can say about it. I mean, these employees can't right. sue for discrimination because it's sure. the government that's doing it All these people that think
1: that the government's going to solve their problems in insurance and the government's going to solve their problems in health care, they've got another thing coming. It's already yeah. happening in England. They're Enjoy already... your
0: fatty foods now. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> you Enjoy your cigarettes.
1: Go out tonight and have yourself a pork chop because uh, right. you may never be able to get one again when, when this stuff comes in.
0: So this is, uh, you know, this is just proof that this is going to be what happens when socialized medicine hits and their costs start to rise. Because, you know, bureaucrats can handle, they, they just have no incentives to do anything efficiently. So costs will start to rise, and they'll see the only way to reduce those costs is to control your behavior, is to control what you consume. And do you think that's a good idea? You think it's a good idea to have government dictating all of the things you can and can't do?
1: Jumping jacks for everybody in the morning.
0: More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you'd like to call in and defend the idea of socialized medicine, you're certainly welcome to do that. Didn't have time to give the call. Uh, the call in numbers out a moment ago, but of course your calls are primary, so whatever it is you want to talk about is what we'll talk about here. So dial in
1: and bring up anything at 800 259 92 I've been taking this, uh, dietary supplement called Dex C20. It, uh, it, it causes you to lose weight. It's an appetite suppressant, and it's working for me. I think it'll work for you. You can check it out at uh, you know Walgreens or CVS or GN, um, GNC, and uh, you can also see it at diet.freetalklive.com. Give it a try. It's you can lose weight the easy way. I haven't changed my uh, uh, you know my daily routine at all, and it doesn't give you those weird jitters that most of them do.
0: You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Where we have live streams and more, we give it all away for free. So enjoy it all on us at freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls about what you want. It's Larry listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hello, Larry. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
2: i was just talking a little about your health care deal. Yes, sir. You know, I, I, I'm kind of an elder, not elderly, but old. And I can <laughs> remember about, about maybe uh, 40 years ago, you did not hear about anything like you're hearing today about medicines. And uh, health, everybody needs health care. I remember my dad was 76 years old, and he went to the hospital for the first time, and he came home with a a big one of these big grocery bags full of meds. Mm. I mean, uh, their turn, the United States, especially here in the state of Indiana, into a junkie factory.
0: Well, the reason why you didn't need it back 40 years ago or whatever was because everybody had access to it. It was available in the marketplace. It was relatively cheap because the government hadn't gotten involved in the major way that it currently is. So the That's... somewhat free marketplace, the at least more free than it is today, could act to keep prices low, keep innovation coming, keep new advances uh, coming out, and keep uh, keep consumers happy. So there was no problem back then. But there is a problem today yeah, simply you know, because the government's involved and it increases costs for everybody
2: and you know what that a p- problem is too personal responsibility that's a fact nobody wants to be responsible for you, so something as personal as your health because 90 percent of it persists of what you put in your mouth yeah if you can keep your mouth shut and not eat the garbage why then you're not going to have all these little funny sicknesses and so forth if you don't smoke or if you do smoke then you accept the consequences of it and go on and just go on about your business. But if we get government involved, and, and it's already involved,
3: oh, yeah. uh,
2: you're, you're going to uh, have just a big blow-up and a mess. Every time you skin, just get a skint knee or something, you're going to be running up into a doctor's office. Because yeah. you know you don't have to pay for it. And one more thing, guys, on the property tax deal, yes, we've sir. got a, here in Indianapolis an out-of-control uh, city-county council mm-hmm. spending money, and you know what? I quizzed them, The last time we had a committee meeting, and I said that they they consider all the money the government gets as property tax. And the way I caught them in the lie is I asked them, I said, you got any money in your pocket now? And they said, yeah. I said, is that your property? Well, if somebody taxes? that's property tax. Because they were trying to do little funny things and maneuvers and then say, oh, that wasn't property tax. All you got is property. They love and the calling. The only thing they can tax is your property. So yeah. any any kind of tax, grant funding, federal grants, I don't care what it is. The only if it reason moves, the government gets it. money is tax on your property. I
0: thank you, Larry, for the call. Great points tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Boy, they'll just tax any old thing they can possibly get away with. Whatever it is, you'll pay. They'll. If you'll pay it, they'll tax you on it. Yeah, anything they can get away with. Uh, Hey, I want to reiterate his point about responsibility. I think it's great that he brought that up back in the the realm of health care. And responsibility really is, uh, it ties in to what we've been discussing, not just from the government socialist healthcare perspective, where if government tells you that we'll take care of you from birth to death, just come on by our government hospitals and clinics whenever you need any assistance, and we'll help you out. Of course, you have to wait for six months before you can actually get seen in some cases, depending on who's available, what doctors are available, and the government doesn't ever have enough supply available to meet the demand.
1: Well, Uh, I think that, uh, you know, you can look at the... The socialized healthcare systems around the world. You can look at the VA hospitals here in the United States. And sometimes they offer really great health care um, to these people, and but other times, you know, people die waiting. That's true. And, and if, I don't want to have to deal with that.
0: If people are told they're going to be taken care of, then they do exactly what Larry suggests. You get a skin knee. You get a cough. You got some, you know, a runny nose. You go to the – the people go to the emergency room, and they do this today. And they, they will be encouraged to, to, to do it more in the future. Right. They so don't they take to, up these precious resources with this nonsense. They don't
1: have to deal Deal with the uh, the consequences of their actions if if the health care is for free. I don't know that anybody really thinks about the consequences of their actions when they start smoking as a teenager, but you know they they don't have to deal with those consequences because the government will take care of them as best you know as as you know as poorly as they uh, take care of all of us at that point. And you see that with insurance companies as well. It's like you were saying, Mark. uh, People can't customize
0: their services, so they get this one size fits all insurance policy that. Pretty much pays for everything. I mean, with a small copay or whatever, and then they go in and, again, like Larry was saying. Whenever they've got a, a, the sniffles or the the kids got the sniffles, they're in there in the doctor's office instead of trying home remedies and other thing other things like that first. Oh, my insurance will cover this, so I'll just go on in there and and uh, take care of it. Whereas if more people had like catastrophic insurance, which was you know an incredibly a, a high deductible level, when they would actually have to decide. They would actually have to use their critical thinking skills to decide whether or not to go to the hospital or whether or not to, to go to get uh, the service they need, then they'd be much more deliberate about deciding what services to purchase. They'd have to price around. If you wanted to go to a doctor, you might call up a few of them to get different prices to see what things cost. Today, you can talk to doctors and they'll tell you, nobody ever asks what things cost. They've got insurance. It doesn't matter to them, but it does matter in the long run because the more people take advantage of the insurance policies like that, the more the insurance companies have to charge in order to make up for the costs that they're incurring and we all end up paying more for health care as a result of it so by taking the consumer's choice out of the matter whether it's through the insurance policies or whether it's through government health care by taking consumer choice out of the matter you're really neutering the marketplace and that's not good no no it's it's not that i'm against insurance I think insurance is a fine idea, but I think it's gone too far. I think it's gone to the point where it's covering way too much stuff at way too small a, a, a deductible. I mean, certainly you should be free to, to purchase those programs if they're available, but that's like that's all that's available.
1: Well, it, you know, it's it, the the healthcare mess is largely government created. Um, for one, the the union that they call the AMA, uh, you, you know, people, the doctors' union. Yeah, people can't compete until they've gone to school for eight years to be a doctor and that kind of thing, and I'm not. I'm not saying you don't need a doctor uh, for some you know major healthcare stuff but I but I am also saying that you know people that are less educated can stitch a wound people that yeah, are raises less costs. educated can give uh, shots and all those things but currently those people can't do business without a doctor there and the whole
0: healthcare thing, it really, we could spend the entire hour talking about all the things that are wrong with healthcare. Of course, the solution is to get the government the hell out of it, just remove all of these mandates and government uh, programs and everything like that, and turn it back over to the free marketplace. Well, what about the poor? Well, that's why we have charities. That's why hospitals have charity wings. That's why you can contribute. When you go to the hospital, you can contribute to their charity wing to help those people that are in need. The
1: poor probably won't get as good a health care as uh, rich. But the poor don't get as health care, um, good a health care now as the rich. And they don't get as good a health care in uh, you know, the countries that have socialized medicine but as the, the rich. But
0: the poor get better health care today than they did 100 years ago. So the poor's uh, constantly trickle down. The, the, the health care quality always gets better as the market improves. 800-2599. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. Hey, Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and those features include the updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. Send out an update this afternoon, as a matter of fact. Again, that's updates fact, We'll talk more about what that update had to do with. It was the AMP program. We've released one of our secrets a little earlier than we had actually expected to. We might talk a little bit about that later on in the program. Our number here is 1-800-259-9231. And if you're remodeling your kitchen or bathroom or planning on it, you can purchase knobs and pulls at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Interknobs.com. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's interknobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs and pulls at interknobs.com. As we go back to your phone calls about whatever you want, it's John listening in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hi, folks. Hey, what's on your mind?
4: I think there's a lot of people around this country trying to decide whether they're going to vote or not and whether they're going to give up on this whole silliness.
0: I know Mark's probably one of those people.
4: Well, let me let me just give a little bit of information here. Uh, all our lives we've been told that if you want to change things, then you've got to vote, right?
0: That's what they and keep telling me. Particularly
4: when there's a big election coming. Uh, oh, oh, my goodness, when there's a pre- presidential election. Get out the vote. The more the better. And, and you have this incessant drumbeat of get out the vote, get out the vote, get out the vote. But look, folks around the country, whatever community you're in, what happens when there's things like a tax cap or a budget cut or a referendum on the ballot that the people in the government don't like? What do they do? They try to separate that from the general election where they've beaten that drumbeat of more, you know, get out the vote, get out the vote, get out the vote. They try to separate that and get it to a special election. Because, you know what, you're all smart enough if you're going to vote for the politician, but you're too stupid to understand an issue. And what they're really trying to do, folks, is they have the system under control quite well, and they don't want your input.
3: I think it's a great point. What they want to do
4: with a special election is say, The government people will know when the special election is happening. Yeah,
0: the people with a hat in the ring. The general
4: population will not know. Some will, but the general population won't. And the general population might be about 50-50 anyway, but the government people will know, and they will be about 75 or 90 percent of the people who are coming out for the special election. So shh, we'll just keep it Mm -hmm. quiet on anything that's important. Let's not have so many voters.
3: I have to so say I'm with you completely, John. People are Jim. really
4: looking out for your interests. Like the caller said last week or two weeks ago, go to Lowell's, get yourself a ladder, and get over it.
0: Great points, <laughs> John. If,
4: if voting could make a difference...
0: They would make it illegal. Who said? Was the a paraphrase of somebody? Who was it that originally said that? Is that like PJ or work or something? I forget. But it's a good quote, and I thank you, John, for the call tonight. And I think salient points. I didn't know that there's a, one of those local special elections that he's talking about coming up on Tuesday. I had no idea that was uh, that was going on, and I'm relatively tied into these sorts of things here up up here in
1: New Hampshire. And I didn't I, find that out until like the last twenty four hours. I did know, but. Uh, I, you know, I can I, I can definitely sympathize as far as this presidential election goes. I'm. Can you sympathize or can you empathize? Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know that there's much difference between
0: the Empath- two words. There is a difference. Empathy means you can feel how the other person is feeling, while sympathizing means you feel sorry for them.
1: Uh, I guess I can feel how. Uh, what, yeah. I, you know, I, I feel similar to what he's talking about in that the um, this election's coming up. I I, I don't think there's a candidate out there at all that uh, is really very close to what I think as far as politics and – You've been having trouble this last week, Mark. Yeah, yeah. even if I were to go out and vote for one of the candidates, it, it seems like my vote would be canceled out by five people who say, oh, I want to have a female vice president or, oh, <laughs> I'd like to have the first black president, as though either of those things matter. The fact no, that, that one don't. has more melanin in their skin than the other and one has another X chromosome. It's the these ideas are, that right, matter. It's, it's the ideas of these people that want to control your lives. And, I, and there's really don't no difference. I have a candidate in, in the race.
0: Right. I mean, there. I, you know, earlier this week, Mark, you were kind of leaning toward this, this whole Sarah Palin thing, or Palin, or whoever she is, had uh, kind of uh, I- influenced you a little bit. You'd heard good things about her, and you were leaning in that direction. And of course, we came out and we said, uh, "Whoa, careful! Make sure you do your research and learn a little bit about this uh, this woman, because she's not the small government uh, person that you might be led to believe that she is." In fact, uh, Tom uh, Tom Nap at the Napster blog. Had a few things to add that I hadn't heard yet about this lady. This uh,
1: Napster blog was probably what put me over the edge. Was it? Edge. I uh, did, however, I did do some research, went through his links and that kind of thing, just to make sure that what he was talking about was so.
0: Just a quick, uh, let me just throw these out there, real quick, to anybody that's been sort of uh, listening to the siren song of this Sarah Palin. Anybody that considers themselves I was small very government. excited
1: about her the first day that she, um, you know, showed up on the scene. So here's what Napster has to say at
0: Napster.blogspot.com: As ma- she entered politics at the city council level, campaigning in support of a new sales tax and for a safer, more progressive Wasilla uh, that was, I guess, in, in, in Alaska. Uh, as mayor, she pushed through an increase to that sales tax to pay for a government-owned, eminent domain-enabled ice rink and sports complex that requires a $100,000 annual taxpayer subsidy uh, Subsidy to this very day, down for more than half a million per year early on. She also hired a lobbyist to tag down $27 million in federal pork for the town. At its current population, more than four thousand dollars in government largesse for every man woman and child in wasilla as governor she was for the bridge to nowhere before she was against it so you know politicians they'll change depending on whichever way the wind blows so whatever they think will get them voted in office the bridge
1: to nowhere obviously became very unpopular that's why it's called the bridge to nowhere
0: she signed the largest operating budget in alaska's history that's not very small government. Nobody has None of these executives have to sign these bills. The George Bushes of the world and the Sarah Palins. That Palin. Taught, Palin, they say one thing about being for smaller government, and then they do everything else that proves that's not really the case. Uh, so she signed that budget, advocated a welfare program to provide each Alaskan with an energy debit card, and hectored a half a billion dollars in corporate welfare seed money out of the state legislature for a company to begin building a natural gas plant. Pipeline. Again, sounds like typical politics. Reward your friends, punish your enemies. Take taxpayer dollars and give it to all your buddies in business to build a pipeline or something. Surprised by the orgiastic reception Sarah Palin's vice presidential candidacy is receiving from Libertarian Republicans? Well, you shouldn't be. To the extent that Libertarian politics resembles the film industry, Libertarian Republicanism is very much the equivalent of the red carpet at the Oscars. Inside the building, films and those who work on them are at least theoretically rated on quality, but outside on the carpet, it's unashamedly all about who showed up with who and in what dress. Generously assuming that each and every one of the proliferating left-wing blogosphere rumors is either untrue or irrelevant, Sarah Palin's record is, well, fair to middling as Republican politicians go, but not libertarian in any meaningful sense of the word. Her libertarian resume consists pretty much of cultivating friendly relationships with key members of Alaska's Libertarian Party during her gubernatorial campaign so they'd support her instead of their own candidate. There you go. So one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one don't get all don't get the vespers over this Sarah Palin. She is just another politician. I certainly had him, and it's like I said from day one, as soon as we heard about this nomination, you don't get to being vice presidential nominated in the Republican or Democrat parties without being a party hack. You don't get there without being willing to bow down and kiss the boots of whoever it is that is you know whoever it is that's in charge over there. To, to to worship the party platform, whatever that might happen to be,
1: yeah. You just don't I, get there. I'm, I'm having a real difficult time with Republicans this year. Um, e, even up here in New Hampshire, where a lot of Republicans are, you know, they they are pretty good as far as uh, you know, being small government and that kind of thing. But many on the national level, all of them on the national level, support this stupid war that uh, just you know is spending all kinds of money. Not to mention I, keeping immigrants out and increasing the government. And I mean, what's more efficient monetarily than a war? Inefficient. Excuse addition, me, yeah. um, than, than a war. I mean, you know, at least with welfare, they're putting they're they're putting 30 cents of every welfare dollar in the hands of well, you know, some uh, some people that are gaming the system and some yeah, people not, who aren't. They're not blowing but, up the money, right? The money doesn't go boom. If we don't have to treat the, the the vets for the rest of our lives. It's uh, so there's no tough
0: choice this election. It's if you love liberty, there's no one to vote for. Write in Ron Paul or something like that, though. There's a rumor that Ron Paul's got some major announcement coming up this week. I have no idea what that's going to be, but we'll certainly let you know. As we find out more, 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free. To 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. So enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote Free Talk Live and help get other listeners to the program and help them uh, help expose them to the message of freedom. Go to uh, promote.freetalklive.com. Lots of different ways to help get Free Talk Live out there. Most of them are totally free or very, very low cost. So get all the details over at promote dot freetalklive dot com as we continue with your calls about what you want it's Adam listening to WSCFM in South Carolina hello Adam hello it's Adam's, Adam's dog, dog. <laughs> Adam hello hello hey, you're on the air thought it was your dog that was calling oh
5: sorry about that Um yeah I was calling about the uh, Sarah Palin thing yes sir um don't get me
0: wrong sure oh I'm sorry uh, you faded out for just a moment there go ahead again
5: okay sorry about that don't get me wrong I'm sure
0: Let's bring him back later. We're going to have a tough time with you. We're going to put you on hold, try you back. Uh, let's try Jeremy in the meantime in Montana. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hey, hey, fellas, loud and clear
0: or what? You're sounding good, Jeremy. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, um, I
6: was just uh, thinking about, um, you know, you're talking about all this, how they flip-flop this. and it, But hadn't we all flip-flopped? I mean, weren't most people patriotic, I mean, for the George Bush cause after 9-11, and then we changed our mind. I mean, once Sarah Palin got educated on how much of a nonsense a bridge to nowhere was, then maybe she was against it after that. Well, maybe
0: you need a little more information. According to Jason Osborne from SACL CAI, he tells me that apparently it's worse than what we had originally said. Not only did she change her mind about the Bridge to Nowhere, but it was after they that the state of Alaska had received the federal money for the Bridge to Nowhere. And so what did she do? She just took the money and used them for her own, you know, whatever purposes she wanted to use at the moment. So it wasn't as though she refused the money. <laughs> she took it and she spent it on her political programs.
6: Yeah, but did, did you hear about other stuff?
0: Like what, what? about it?
6: Well, I like the stuff about the, uh, how would you like it if someone sent you millions and millions of dollars and and then uh, you decide to change your mind and do what you want with it?
0: Well, I'm not sure what you're getting at there, Jeremy. I mean, the, the millions of dollars weren't hers in the first place. So if she wanted to be a small government person, she could have refused it and not taken it in the first place. I
6: agree with you guys that most of everything they're saying is just moralized to make us feel good. You know how you get all giddy when they're doing all the applauding and all these promises? Then they get in there, and all they are is like bulldozers, and they just mow you down. You know, hit me in the face again. <laughs>
0: Please. Yeah, that's what they do. They lie and they change. You know, they change their positions, and all they do is do whatever is politically expedient. Jeremy, thanks for the call. They do whatever is politically expedient to get elected to office so at that point they can then reward their friends and punish their enemies. This is what politics is at all levels, local, state, federal, Democrat, Republican, whatever. It's all its all about extracting money from you by force to use in the way they deem appropriate. It has nothing to do with representing you or anything like that. That's just all a cover story for the violent acts of the state.
1: Uh, you know, it, it seems to me that that's what's going to be happening here with the McCain uh, Campaign is that you know he's he's got this uh, conservative out there that makes him you know that, that he's a lot of people have gotten very excited about but uh, you know he's going to do what he wants. Who who really believes? I mean, what Republican out there really
0: believes that this McCain cat's going to get into office and just start rolling back the government?
1: I, I can't I certainly can't tell that any Republican has ever done that.
0: Right. So what is it? I don't understand why people still get so excited by these candidates. They just keep telling you the same crap year after year. Every four years, it's the same old story. Somebody's always for change. Somebody's always for smaller government. And then you get the same old, same old, which is more government, more intrusiveness, more oppressiveness, more taxation. Lie to me, baby. I love that crap. Apparently they do. Let's go back to Adam. We're going to try him again. Adam in South Carolina listening to WSC.
5: How am I coming in this
0: time? Sounding better. Go ahead, sir.
5: Uh, That's awesome. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm extremely excited about the McCain-Palin ticket. I I, I think it's great. I think anything anti-Barack Obama is wonderful. Well, wait, what's so exciting? Wait a minute. Extreme liberalism. Does it only excite
0: you because he's not Barack Obama? Is that the only thing that's exciting to you?
5: That's not the only thing that's exciting to me, but I will have to say that being... I do not want to see Barack Obama win. I think that's the worst... Thing that we could ever have happen for this don't, country
1: Don't you think that uh, like, like, like The country's in really bad, bad, bad Shape when you have to vote for a guy like John McCain in order to keep a guy like uh, Barack Obama out?
5: Absolutely not
1: You don't think so? I
5: think McCain, <clears throat> we could probably find better There's no doubt about it um, Personally, when, and the, um, I guess the What are they called? The little things that come around be- um, Whatever I, I voted for Romney
1: Romney. Uh, uh, I thought okay.
5: Romney would have been a better pick um, it didn't happen. We got McCain. I'm um, far more conservative than I am liberal. I'm more of a median down the road, but I can definitely say I'm far more conservative than conservative than I am liberal. What Unlike is it you think you're wins. going
0: to get out of uh, the McCain presidency, presuming he wins? what is it? What's in it for you, Adam?
5: Well, I know what we're not gonna get is we're not gonna get universal health care, which putting the government in control of health care is just ridiculous. I
0: think the government
5: has never done anything. Well, better wait than a the minute, hold on, before you happen.
0: go on with that point, I see where you're coming from and it's that's what we talked about when we started the program. So we're we're in agreement in principle. But you mentioned Mitt Romney. You do understand that he's the governor of Massachusetts and he One presided the, yeah. over the uh the Romney care program, which mandates that all people in Massachusetts have to have uh, Uh, health insurance otherwise they get punished that's one step away from socialized medicine and here you are touting this guy as some sort of great candidate please explain that
5: i thought romney would have done a better job as far as for an overall picture um i'm also highly against the fact that barack obama is going to severely increase taxes tremendously across the board. Um, he's trying to socialize everything. To me, that sounds a lot like communism. To me. Well, uh, uh, hold on. Uh, b- before you your... go on,
1: I think that what Democrats largely do is tax and spend, and I think what Republicans have, uh, you know, b- uh, historically done is deficit and spend. Do you think that that's any better? Hello. Hello. We're right here. I, I said that okay. uh, Democrats tax and spend. Republicans deficit and spend. Do you think that that's any better? Really?
5: I don't think either one's better. I fully agree with – if we – there could actually be a libertarian that would have a fighting chance I would vote for him in a heartbeat. Let's go by the constitution. Let's do what's what we've mandated hundreds of years ago what that we were gonna do.
1: You're telling me you voted before you go on, sir, I'm 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 sorry, I'm I'm a little upset now. You you voted for Mitt Romney, but you had the chance to vote for Ron Paul <laughs> and you say that if a libertarian had a fighting chance, here's an elected a guy who got elected to the House of Representatives Ten eleven times, times mm-hmm. and you didn't vote for him, what you're what you're saying is simply not true.
5: Well, Ron Paul, I don't think really has a fighting chance, unfortunately.
1: If you don't vote for him, then he definitely doesn't. He sir, was you're right. in the primary, and uh, you know, I mean, he raised more money than any of the other candidates did. Yeah, he, he got yeah. more money from the military. Ron Paul had a better chance than any libertarian has ever had, and you didn't vote for him. You know and why he didn't have he a chance? Doesn't have a ch-
5: and fortunately, he still doesn't have a chance of winning. Because I mean, you it didn't vote awful. for
0: him. Yeah, because all the <laughs> people like you, Adam, all the people like you, Adam, that say one thing and then go and do another, if everybody that was like you actually went ahead and followed their instincts, followed their heart, if that is indeed your true uh, feeling, if you went and you followed what it was that you believed in, then you could possibly have what you want. I mean, aside from all the voting fraud and we all that. We could all have it.
5: Well, if everybody was like you, we'd have legalized heroin and legalized crack, and we wouldn't have any roads, and there wouldn't be any taxes, wow. and there would be... Abs- there do you,
1: really, be think that the, you, do you really think roads don't get built without the government? You do understand do really roads
0: we're, were private <laughs> before the government took them over, right? The government saw I'm them not as
5: roads don't get built, but what I'm saying is that we wouldn't have the interstate system. We wouldn't have... you wouldn't have airports. So wait, you're saying
1: you that road owners? There, there are freeways in California that are privately owned right now i mean there's there's a, there's a right. fact apparently here, he's Dr. saying
0: Laca. wait you're saying that wait government is so much more competent than the marketplace when it comes to putting uh, pavement down. Is that what you're telling me? you're telling me okay. that uh, that people that build roads for a living couldn't possibly figure out how to link them up from one point to another that we need some centralized command and control communist style government in order to determine where the roads should be. I thought you said you weren't a communist.
5: What I am saying is that you all, you all are so anti no, no, no government no no i'm pro freedom government what i am
0: i am pro self government and i'm pro freedom i 'm not anti government that's
5: just not going to be a possibility.
0: Just uh, because be you've ironed it out that. in your mind, sir, doesn't mean it's not possible, and I thank you for the call tonight. It absolutely is possible for us to be free. We just have to want it. We have to seize it this for is ourselves. The,
1: this is the defeatist attitude yeah. that causes, um, the, you know, basically that has uh, admired the Republican Party. People that uh, believe in small government say, well, we just can't have small government, so let's take less growth of the government.
0: Right. We can't have small government. I'm, I'm glad you brought up that Ron Paul point because it was brilliant, Mark. Oh, we can't have small government because there's just no good candidates. We could have had a better candidate. Candidate, Oh, I could have voted for Ron Paul, but I didn't think anyone else would vote for him, so screw it. I'll just vote for one of these bad guys. Voting for evil just gets you evil, and that's what we're going to have after November of this year. Whether it's Barack Obama or John McCain, it's going to be more evil. So that's what you've got to look forward to, I guess. 800 259 If you want to do something different besides voting for the lesser of two evils, we've got an option for you. It's called the Free State Project. I'm sure we'll talk about it coming up here. Hour 2 on the way. Free talk a lot.
4: You ever have one of those days where everything goes right?
0: This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. We're launching an hour number two, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Like those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their sites. We do it free. Enjoy at freetalklive.com. It is a show about your calls, so we go to them. Let's start with Jason in Alabama. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, Hello, Jason.
4: This is Jason from Alabama.
0: Jason, you're on the air. What's on your mind?
4: I want to hear your take on uh, the way the government, the federal government, has said that we cannot have medical marijuana when, when the states have voted to have that.
0: Well, the government is tyrannical and it believes it owns your body. So they will, uh, you know, put you in a jail cell, even though the state governments have just, you know, the state... People have decided differently in in elections. States that were supposed
1: to be sovereign at one point. And, uh, you know, what you have is a a government that's grown beyond its constitutional bounds. They're using the interstate commerce clause um, to, you know, this relatively benign little sentence that's in the Constitution to be able to essentially rule over the states, which, you know, it was the people of the states that originally voted to be in the union in the first place.
0: Does that answer your question, Jason?
4: Well, it does. But, you know, we are... Supposed to be 50 states of uh, free people, state by state, we are supposed to be able to do uh, what we're supposed to be able to do, state choice.
0: Yeah, that was the original idea, but obviously the government, uh, the federal government, people don't agree with that, and they, uh, I think they stopped agreeing with that around the time of the Civil War.
1: And the, the thing about medical marijuana is, this is it's it's clear and obvious, according uh, to the polls, that uh, Americans want it. Like eighty something percent of Americans want medical marijuana. They say they don't have a problem with it, but still the federal government won't get involved or, or, or won't stop uh, prosecuting its war on drugs. I wonder why. Yeah. It's probably because they make a great deal of money on bust. ...busting people uh, for drugs, and most of the drugs that they bust are marijuana. Yep. Anything else for us, sir?
8: Well, it's very harmless drugs.
1: Yeah, it sure sure is. In fact, I would say it's
0: uh, less harmful than even alcohol is. I thank you for the call tonight, Jason. 800-259-9231. In regards to that whole situation where you've got California, which has, since the mid-1990s, had medical marijuana as a legal product within the state of California... Ever since then, the federal government goons have been going in and raiding people's businesses, raiding people's homes, stealing property, stealing marijuana, stealing cash, and in many cases not even charging anybody with anything, just going in with their guns and their troopers and their black uniforms and if, uh, going if in. Federal,
1: if the DEA goes in and takes uh, you know, the, the inventory of marijuana, takes all the money out of the cash register, takes uh, everything one, from one of these medical marijuana clinics, and they don't charge anybody, is that stealing I mean that's yeah. uh, that seems like just <laughs> plain old robbery to that's me. That's what it is. Uh, they're not what, what the collecting evidence for what they haven't charged anybody with But apparently with
0: it's robbery uh, as long as everybody but the state agents do it, right? If well, the state agents it do just, it then it's to me it, it the proves the people that
1: in fact the government can commit crimes like stealing and Mm -hmm. murder and uh, threats against people and they're not charged with it you know the the government people run by a different set of rules than we do it's
0: outrageous and as long as people continue to 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 put up with it as long as they continue to uh, bow down to the feds and obey then they'll continue to be run right over top of the feds will continue to dominate the only way to stop this is not to go and And try to elect new people to the federal government to try to turn things around. I mean, we just talked to a guy, in case you're just tuning in last hour, gave us a perfect example as to why there's no hope at the federal level. Because even people that supposedly, purportedly believe in smaller government, believe in more liberty – won't raise a finger to do anything about it. They won't actually click the voting checkbox to to do anything about it. So you can't look to those people for any assistance. The federal government is a lost cause as far as liberty in America is concerned. And those that actually are concerned with liberty better get get it together and stand up where they are and refuse to obey these federal mandates and, while you're at it, refuse to obey your state governments as well. But uh, well, no I, cooperation. I think secession, um, secession, uh, secession all secession the way, baby. State,
1: state level is... Um, or, or even a personal level is the way to go. As far as I'm concerned, the federal government, uh, the Ron Paul primary here in the Republican primary, t- to me, proved right. that there's absolutely nothing that can be done. The snowball has gotten too big. People uh, people are just, you know, they, 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 they don't, they're they don't defeated. believe they can it's do like anything you said, about yeah. it. Yeah, they, they're just too defeated. They to believe do you about can't it.
0: fight City Hall and you certainly can't fight the federal government. So why bother trying? Let's just vote for the lesser of two evils and hope they don't rape us next year.
1: and y- you know, uh, people people uh, never even think about this, but there hasn't been a republic that's really lasted 250 years. Um, the United States would be the first if it did, and I think one can make the argument at this point that we're on the fringe of not no longer being a, a republic, but... You know, the history says republics don't last longer than this.
0: Well, this time, it's time is up as far as I'm concerned, and secession can't happen soon enough. Whoever does it first, I will be cheering on. Hopefully it'll be New Hampshire, but if it's Vermont or whoever, hopefully be the first of
1: many. Let's have one state secede and have, that, have it be successful so many others can join. People, th- people think that this kind of conversation is borderline sacrilegious, and that just goes to show the level of nationalist fervor that surrounds uh, the federal government. I consider myself uh, patriotic. I care very much about the principles uh, that this f- country was founded on. As far as I'm concerned, the federal government has trounced upon those principles and left them far behind. That's why I don't want anything to do with them anymore.
0: Let's continue with your calls. Dan is on the line in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Dan.
8: Yes. Dan, um, I just had mind. a short comment yes, about the Mitt Romney caller, um, or the caller that voted for Mitt Romney. I right. just wanted to – he mentioned that well, Mark asked him why he didn't vote for Ron Paul, and his first comment was, well, Ron Paul would legalize heroin. And I <laughs> I thought that was ridiculous because I would consider Ron Paul very successful if he could legalize hemp. If he could go that far, right?
1: Industrial hemp.
8: Yeah, I think that would be a big win. And any, I don't think he could have legalized heroin just being the president like that. No, even though he would probably advocate that. He but. could
1: probably pardon people on a federal level that have been, uh, you know, been, been charged with uh, possession. You know, not possession, but uh, possession of large quantities. Usually, dealers um, go on the federal level, but. You know, heroin, <laughs> when you look at these drugs, heroin used to be legal. Kids used to be able to go to drugstores and buy it for their parents. Well, Ever forms heard of, it, of it are legal. Them? Forms
0: of it are still legal. Methadone, uh, oxycodone, the oxycontin. Problem with,
1: the problem with heroin is that it's illegal, and therefore it drives up the price. Not, in fact, what the effects of the drug are. The, the effects of the drug, well, you know, i, I it, it's go a problem take some, that takes care of itself. Go
0: take some hydrocodone. You can boil that stuff down, separate it out, put that in a needle too, and shoot it up if you want to. My one of my old roommates used to do that. So, I mean, it's still you can still get opiates uh, legally, and they do basically the same kind of stuff. So what's one opiate versus another opiate? It's just they've arbitrarily de- determined that one will be illegal and the others will be, uh, well, semi-illegal because you have to get a prescription to legally get your hands on them. But
1: anyway, that's an aside.
0: What else do you have on your mind? Anything?
1: Well,
2: did Paul uh, say that he
8: would
0: pardon heroin users or heroin users? I,
1: he, I don't believe he said I, that. No, I'm just saying he, I don't, could. I,
0: did he, he I don't, could. Did he Did he say he'd pardon anyone? I don't think he really got into I don't think to, he said he would.
8: So I, I think the uh, caller was a little bit overly concerned. Well, but, I don't know like, if... All of a sudden... Maybe this you heard change would happen just because one guy vote got voted into office.
0: I don't know, Dan, if you heard differently than I did, but I don't remember him saying that about Ron Paul specifically. I think he was commenting more on what a what a liberty-oriented America would look like with you know allegedly having crack vending machines on the street corner <laughs> and all the all the standard scare stories that you that you hear from people that really don't have an argument. Right,
1: as though locking people up who haven't hurt anyone um, isn't scary enough.
0: Thank you for the call tonight, Dan. Mm-hmm. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. So I don't. Know if that was quite a comment on Ron Paul as it was just a, a fear, an irrational fear showing itself about what he thinks society would be like in the absence of all these government control laws. Look, there's nobody out there today. Very, I, I doubt there's any, hardly anybody out there that is just sitting there waiting. They're just waiting. Oh, man. I really, really want to get my hands on some heroin and shoot that in my veins or smoke it or however the hell you do heroin. I don't know. But I really want to get my hands on some heroin so I can get high. But darn it, there's a law in the way. You know, darn those politicians. They've just, I don't want to risk going to jail, so I'm just going to go and have a drink. I'm not going to have any heroin. How many people out there do you think are just hanging off and waiting on uh, trying out heroin before it's until it's legalized? Get real. If you want to try heroin, it's just a matter of knowing uh, the right people, asking the right people, and scoring it. The people that want to do heroin, they've got it. And they're looking for it. And they're out there doing it. And the drug war hasn't stopped them. It's just put us in danger as a result of it. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. It's the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features, by the way, include the archives. We've got an entire year's worth of Free Talk Live right there. On the front page for your downloading convenience. There's no logging in, no membership fees, you don't have to jump through hoops. You just click and download. It's that simple. And it's free at Freetalklive.com. Plus, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. What if a socialist or fascist becomes president of the United States of America? President Barack Obama? John McCain? The North American Union? Unconstitutional gun and drug laws? A national ID card? What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org as we go to your phone calls about what you want. It's Walter listening in South Carolina to WSCFM. Walter, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hello there. Hi there. Hey,
9: uh, is there. two old boys I've been hearing on that radio there for the last half hour? There are
0: it's,
1: definitely a couple old us. boys here.
9: All right, I want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. What would you like to do that you're not free to do?
1: Um, I'd like to not pay my income tax.
0: I'd like to well, not pay you... property tax. I'd like to be able to walk down the road and smoke a joint.
9: Well, and uh, do you think you are so tough and so mean and so ready to made that you can defend yourself, against the rest of the world? Yes, sir. I'll a... take
1: my chances. Oh, do, you think that, do you think that somebody could fight a land war in the United States of America with the sec- with all the guns that are here?
9: Have you ever lived in a foreign country? Lived? No. I have lived in several of them, and I've lived in countries where if you were on the radio saying what you are been saying tonight, you wouldn't live to moon tomorrow. And okay. I appreciate the fact that they, that you have the right to do that, and I spent 20 years defending your right. And I heard some guy say a well, while ago that he sounded like he was begrudging any respect or that was given to the veterans of this war you provide him with the protection for that right. Well, I, don't really th- I,
1: I think that uh, Walter, I think you're you're taking a step in logic here. That the fact that we have a military means that those veterans are in fact defending freedom, and I don't think that they necessarily are. I would say, barring anything that's uh, the the, the uh, you know the Pacific Theater of the uh, World War II, that there's really hasn't been a war in a century that uh, has defended freedom in in America. Well, what about
9: these 3,500 that died in New York? What happened to them?
1: Well, they died because somebody committed a crime, and likely they wouldn't have committed that crime of terrorism if um, it hadn't been for the fact that the United States military was over um, in the the Middle East in the first place.
9: Al-Qaeda was formed probably before you were born. Okay. For years. It takes 30 years. This war is going to go on for 30 years because we're not fighting a country. We're fighting an idea Who thinks that they can come over here and tell you to shut that radio
0: off? Well, first of all, I'm not fighting any of that. I just want to live free, so I'm not involved in your fight. That's your business, sir. And I'd rather not I'd rather not be forced to fund that fight by threat of jail time or threat of my house being stolen from me or whatever violent, terrible things the government's gonna do to me. I don't really feel like I have anything to fear from so called Islamo fascists, whatever those people are, because clearly nobody wants to blow anything up in America, otherwise you'd be Seeing things blowed up, uh, blown up here in America. There's no terrorism here. There hasn't been since 2001, and it's not because the government's on the case out there keeping you safe. The government's incompetent, and they're uh, they're just they're just bad at everything they do. So I don't believe they're the ones keeping you safe. It's just that no one wants to blow anything up. What I've got to be f- afraid of, if anything, is people calling themselves the government that are willing to throw me in a cage and destroy my life and my freedom because I don't want to play their little game, sir. They're the people that are dangerous to me.
9: Did I ask you something? Go ahead, sir. Uh, What what are you going to do when you wake up in that world that you're dreaming about? What's it going to be like for you and for me?
0: What world? You're talking about a free world where we're free to choose for ourselves how we live and we don't have to ask any government bureaucrats' permission? You're talking about that world?
9: No, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll hope you the best, but I'd like for you to get on an airplane and go to about a dozen or 15 or 20 countries in this world.
1: I've been to more than a dozen
9: places with you take a one-way ticket and go to anywhere in the far east and see who would take your return trip ticket back and see how many would come here i've been there son i hope you never wake up in your world because it won't be nice well Goodbye. i understand
1: what you're saying the united states is far superior to many of those countries but i'd like to posit a question to you for a second You might be gone are you still there walter
0: Yes, sir. Okay, right
1: here. Um, now there was a man named uh, Bosch. He worked for uh, the Mercedes-Benz company. He created a device called the electronic fuel injection. This is kind of paraphrased, but I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm bringing it for radio here. He created a device called the electronic fuel injection system. Do you think that Mr. Bosch hated Mercedes-Benz or that he hated cars? <laughs> well, no, he just wanted to make them better, Walter. <laughs>
9: By me i by inventing something that makes
1: something better. What's wrong with that? Great. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking this country, which is one of the freest in the world, and making it the freest in the world. That's all I'm saying, Walter. I want the best for the United States. I don't think it's going to you- happen. Why settle think- for less?
9: What, what do you want
1: to do that you're not free to do? Didn't you start by to, asking that? We already told you. I mean, the fact that I have to pay about 50 percent of the money that I make in federal, state, uh, you know, property taxes, every kind of t- gas tax, every kind of tax that you can imagine. And there's a list of, you know, that goes on for pages of them. The fact that I have to pay all that money means that I'm half a slave to the government. Mm-hmm.
9: I guarantee you, son, you would not trade places with anybody else in this world.
1: I'm Walter, I'm not saying that I want to go to another country. I'm saying that this car can be better. Right. That we're, if we were gonna, if we would want to go somewhere else, we'd already be right, there. Right. I could just right? get my passport was valid a couple t- till. Uh, <laughs> let's right put it year. a different. Let's put it a different way,
0: Walter. What you're saying is the U S. is, you know, in your opinion, the most free place in the world. Which, by the way, by many uh, different organizations that have taken a look at the economic levels
1: of freedom, it's in the top five right in, now.
0: It's in the top uh, ten or top five, but it's it's actually behind Hong Kong as far as economic freedom is concerned. All that said, it definitely is one of the freest places. But that's just like saying that. We've got the best form of cancer, Walter. It still needs to be cured. The government is trying to control, its not trying to, successfully controlling people's lives, telling them what they can and can't do with their lives. And that's that's anathema to freedom, don't you think?
9: How many people do you think could live an absolutely free life in this country?
1: Whoever wanted to, sir. Whoever wanted to, I want to, and my friends want to. That's I'm not good proposing enough. an absolutely free wa- life. Walter. I am. I'm. I'm only saying that uh, the government should be pared down to a you know a, a military that stays within its borders, just like General Smedley. Oh, you're Butler. Pandering. Just like General Smedley Butler, two time Medal of Honor winner. You were just calling before, for secession. I uh, that's that. I'm just saying that that'd be fine with me. Okay, I, I would I be see. calling for secession if that was the case. I see. Um, that the federal government should handle the the military. I, I think that the army should be uh you know stood down like the constitution says um that we should have a navy that stays within uh you so know, radical b- b- borders i mean i i'm and that a state government should handle maybe policing and things like that
0: walter your final thoughts go ahead sir
1: who
9: would pay for all that if you uh, if you kept all your money in their face cent in taxes who do you think is going to keep that cop right down the street from you to keep home invasion from hitting your home tonight
1: walter Radical, people like us with uh, you know, extreme ideas as far as liberty wouldn't even be listened to in, an, in a world where there was you know 10% taxes.
0: Well, here's my answer to your question, and I thank you for the call, Walter. The answer is in a voluntary society, which is what I'm looking for, not what Mark necessarily is looking for, but in a voluntary society, all services that are valuable in the marketplace would be paid for by the people that are desiring them. So if you need protection services, you would hire those protection services. If you need to get a road built between point A and point B, the businesses or whoever else would build the road. I hate
1: the idea that patriotism is attached to loving the military.
0: Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You may dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And that's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. At Freetalklive.com, all the features are free, and they include the Shrine of Female Listeners, dozens of ladies who sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com dot com, see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. dot com.
1: Travel less, meet online, try WebEx for free. Go to WebEx.com, enter promo code six hundred, that's six zero zero. Start your free trial of WebEx today. W E B E X dot com, enter promo code six hundred, start your free trial of WebEx.
0: as we continue with your calls. Uh, Walter, a few moments ago, the last gentleman we had on the line was very, very incredulous that, uh, you know, asking us questions like well, what is it that you can't do today that you'd want to be able to do? What, what is it, How is it you aren't free? Sort of suggesting that we're all just so free here in America. And We came up with a couple things off the top of our head, but how about business owners? Our next caller wants to talk about government involvement in his business. You want to talk about an area where there's all kinds <sighs> of government control, where they're micromanaging as many aspects of your life as possible. How about home ownership? How about zoning regulations? How about being able to, to put a new coat of paint on your house without having to ask bureaucrats for permission well
1: most places in america you uh you can put a coat some of places in you can't yeah, I, try uh try longbow how, team, about, for how
0: about i mean we can just keep going here just for a moment how about uh, lemonade stands for little kids how about allowing your, your your son or daughter to go out set up a lemonade stand on the side of the road without being harassed and shut down by police this stuff happens all over the place. How about being able to grow your grass a little bit too tall? How about all kinds of things that the government regulates and micromanages? There's so many damn laws out there, we don't even know how many of them we break on a daily basis. Not, not even
1: not know, but uh, th- there's no way anyone could read them all. Nope. When I by, by them all, I mean the ones that just affect that person geographically. There's no way in your lifetime you could read the laws that affect you on a uh, municipal, state, and federal level. You just couldn't do it.
0: You know, maybe maybe laws is the incorrect term. Statutes, I think, is more accurate. But let's continue with your calls. Bill is on the line. Well, there are ordinances the on a local level. In Oklahoma. Hello, Bill.
5: Hello, gentlemen. How are you?
10: It's great.
0: What's on your mind? Well,
10: first, let me just uh, make a quick point out to Walter. He was talking about uh, terrorism and how the, the military is trying to protect us from this boogeyman. I'd just like to point out that there's been two terroristic acts that's happened on, on this soil. Uh, 2001, was already brought up, but... Uh, if I remember correctly, nineteen ninety five was a terroristic act and it was two guys who were formerly representatives of his beloved military.
0: Oklahoma City.
10: It's correct, sir. Mm-hmm. Um so I just want to have Walter keep that in mind the next time he, he wants to um go on the on the you know the whole patriotic theme. Um
0: you know, the idea that Walter, Walter would have you believe that if it weren't for the the American military, then there, there would be hordes of people coming over and invading and trying to kill us from where, Canada and Mexico or something like that, or China? Where would all the invading hordes come from exactly? Because we can pretty much trade with most countries around the world, with the exception of Cuba and maybe North Korea or something like that, but for the most part, there is uh, somewhat... Oh, it's not free, but it's trade. You can trade with uh, many places around the world. And so if they were to come and attack us, then they'd lose one of their best customers. So economically, there's no real incentive to do anything like that. And, and besides that, Mark's point about the tremendous amount of gun ownership in this country would be a huge dissuading factor. It's the reason why uh, it's the reason why Hitler didn't invade Switzerland, because they knew they wouldn't be able to do it successfully. There are guns in
1: every household.
0: Yep, exactly. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, so um, I had a run-in with a state
10: bureaucrat over this course of the week. Uh-oh. Um and, and mind you, this is over a business that isn't in operation yet. Hmm. Um, I had a uh, just a thought of uh, maybe creating a a online destination for people that want to maybe lower their monthly payments, take those monthly payments, the 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 offset cost and parlay them into their debts and whatever, help them get out of debt, you know, do something to help people. Sounds well, good. Uh, yeah, in theory anyway. Um, so I was sitting on my computer. Some guy, uh, another neighbor, or somebody came over and was pitching another similar idea from a major well-known company and was asking what I was doing. And I kind of explained to him what my idea was, and I, that was my first mistake because mm-hmm. uh, the following day I get a phone call from the uh, insurance commission uh informing me that if I pursue this matter, that I am going to be forced to pay their insurance license fee. <laughs> and I want to thank off the top, just right off the bat, I want to thank Sam. Uh, he's been an encouragement because uh, I've seen him do what he did, and so I figured I would try to grow a step myself and talk back at uh, these bureaucrats. You're
0: talking about Sam from the Obscure Truth Network. He's been calling over the past several months on the program. Uh, you can go to ObscuredTruth.com to see some of his documentary work where he's gone into the court system and he's asked a bunch of questions they didn't want to be uh, want to be asked. Go ahead with your thoughts.
10: Right. And so I took that approach. I, uh, I started asking questions. I said, what's obligated me to pay this fee? And the guy says, well, you're uh, uh, you're Desire to wanting to enter this field has obligated you to pay this this fee that we're asking. <laughs> I said that's great. Can you just uh, point uh, po- uh, pull up on your computer, or if you can go and find uh, in your file somewhere a document that has my signature on it that says that I have agreed to pay this this so-called fee? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, that doesn't it, it, it doesn't work that way. I said, <laughs> well, um, that's right because we have guns. I said, that's interesting because, um, usually there's some kind of an agreement that's reached. You want something for me, I'm going to want something for you. He goes, exactly. You want to work in this field and we require you to have this license. I said, well, uh, we're in this, in this grand scheme of things, does this obligate me? How does this obligate me? He goes, well, it's the law. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, it's not the law. It's your law. A law that I really am going to ignore. And he uh, proceeded to him and Hall after a while, and needless to say, I won that battle.
1: Well, yeah, I, I don't know if you won. <laughs> well, I mean, well,
10: no, I mean he gave up. That's what I mean. He just he 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 couldn't he couldn't persuade me to um, right. bow he, down to him. Yeah, so well, that's he, what
0: he, he wanted. He wanted you to bow down. He wanted you to say, oh, "Okay," and then said, give me the application. I'll fill it out and I'll send you a check. That's what they get from most people. They don't get questions. They don't get right. refusals.
11: Right. Well,
10: this brings to uh, – bureaucrat number two calls me the following day. Same department? It happens, it, uh, pardon?
0: Is the same bureau- same bureaucracy just a different yeah, same person?
10: Same bureaucracy, just a higher-paid bureauc- – uh, you know, probably oh, the person's um, manager or yeah. supervisor or whatever. So she calls me up and says, well, says, I understand that you have a problem with uh, one, of the, uh, one of our laws. I, um, and she actually said that. I said, yes, I actually have a problem with one of your laws. Laws that uh, supposedly um, um, obligates me to pay some kind of tax to, you know, some kind of tariff to uh, uh, do what I want to do. And she wanted me to explain my my position, and I explained it. This is what I'm doing. I don't. uh, The the whole idea of an insurance uh, license, for those who don't know, is for people that are representing a particular company with specific products and services. Um, What I'm doing is basically competitive shopping. Uh, so I'm more of a broker than I am an agent. That makes sense? And I, and I explained that to her and she goes, "Well, you still need this uh this license to um to, to to do business here in the state." And I said, "Well, what's the penalty if I choose to ignore this little uh, law of yours?" And she goes, "Well, we we can shut down your website." I said, no. Yeah, really? I said, that, that, that's interesting. I said that uh, that uh, approach didn't seem to work uh, in uh, the European nations when they were trying to shut down uh, the Pirate Bay. And this is her direct. This is her direct uh, response to that. Um, what does alcohol have to do with insurance?
1: Pirate. <laughs> oh, Pirate Bay. Like sounds like some kind of bar uh, yeah. to her. Must have. Of-
10: yeah, she she equated Pir- Pir- uh, uh, Pirate Bay uh, the rum instead of Pirate Bay the file sharing service. So I said you can do you can do that certainly, but uh, I guarantee you that's not going to stop me from doing what I want to do because all I have to do is you know shift my operation elsewhere. Sure. She goes well, then we'll just throw you in jail.
0: Oh well, that's what it all comes down to, isn't it?
10: And uh, I just told her, I said, well, you can throw me in jail, that's fine. But um, I still have people running my business for me. Thank
0: you. Let us know what happens as this continues to develop. I find it very interesting. And I love it when people stand up for themselves and refuse to be ruled by these government bureaucrats. I thank you, Bill, for the call. 800-259-9231. Rosa Parks certainly did. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. (laughs) This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark? Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, including the bulletin board system and the archives and the updates. It's all free, so enjoy it all on us. And if you like the show, you like what we're doing on Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, FreeTalk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is that you're buying, 41-plus categories to shop in. Lots of brands that you trust at great prices. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. And used items. So if you need to save a few bucks beyond the fact that Amazon's already got great prices on new items, knock a few more bucks off and buy it used. Either way you go. Free Talk Live will get a percentage if you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, ladies first, it's Fran listening in Oregon to KMED. Hello, Fran. Hi. Hey, you're on the uh, air. What's on your mind?
12: Thank you. Well, I just heard, you know, that the uh, unemployment uh, rate was uh, 6% or something like that. Those have been in years. Yep. And I thought, you know, if they get years. rid of all these illegal people out of here that are taking the jobs, Our people wouldn't have to be on unemployment. And I had a prayer request a while back, and the guy was coming in out of the service, and he'd had a hard time, couldn't find a job. He didn't feel like he wanted to work at McDonald's when he had a family to support. And all these people that are here working... They claim that they're doing jobs that other people won't do, but that's just a barefaced lie.
1: Well, I'm sorry, uh, Fran. Well, I, Fran, I do think that, there, that I've, I've seen a lot of uh, people of uh, what appear to be Hispanic descent to, um, working at McDonald's, so it does seem like if he doesn't want to work there, um, that in fact they're, they are doing jobs that Americans don't want to
0: yeah, do. Yeah, and then there have been all kinds of uh, different instances recently where the federal government has gone into meatpacking plants and places like that, and they've rounded up hundreds of so-called elite legal people, and, you know, carted them off to detention camps or shipped them over the border or wherever whatever it is they ended up doing with those poor folks. They went and they did all that and then you'd think that if what you say is true, you'd think that uh, all the American folks had just been waiting for a job to have would be lining up around the corner to go and get the jobs, but that's just not happening. The jobs have gone unfilled. There have been... Uh, the business been, The
1: business is thinking about shutting down.
0: Right. The town is It's like a graveyard. It's like a ghost town as a result of those people being uh, snatched out of there. So, I, I I'm sorry, but that's just incorrect, and all of your premises are based on a – from what I can understand from what you've said so far – based on a misunderstanding of economics, basic economics. I mean, people coming here does not cause a job shortage. I mean, if that were true, Fran, then – We would have no jobs today because there's always been people coming here, and we would supposedly just run out of jobs at some point. The reason why that doesn't happen is because the economy scales up. Uh, New jobs are created as new people come here because new people coming here are both a supply and a demand. They're a supply for a job, but at the same time, they're a demand for new products and services and things like that. So you just – I'm sorry, but you're incorrect. I don't have
12: a problem with the people being here legally.
0: But oh that right, right. So what? So you don't believe that bad laws should be disobeyed, right, Fran? You think that all laws should be should be obeyed across the board, right?
12: Well, that all depends on what you're talking about.
0: Well, oh. I'm talking
12: about uh, freedom. You I think everybody has been talking about freedom, but.
0: Yeah. You're saying those people shouldn't be free. Those people should not have the freedom to just come here, find a job that's willing to hire them, find someone that's willing to rent them a place to live. You're saying they shouldn't be free to make those choices. They should have to go and beg a bunch of bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. for permission and pay a bunch of money in order to have a chance at even coming here. That's what you're saying they should do?
12: But you know what? They they say that uh, these people are coming here doing uh, agriculture work and all that kind of stuff, when actually only about... Twenty percent of them are working and doing the uh, agriculture work and stuff like that.
0: I'm but sure that's true. The thing true.
12: that gets me is that they are uh, in their construction jobs and, and the big paying thank jobs. Thank goodness. So I would like to
0: thank those
1: hardworking well, people. Friend, when, when, um, when people who will work for a little less uh, come in and they do construction jobs, it, it drives down the cost of houses so that Americans have cheaper houses. Don't you want them to have cheaper houses?
12: You know what? I worked for a dollar and a half an hour, minimum wage, for years. And as soon as a bunch of legal, illegal people come in here, they've upped the federal, uh, Wage laws where there's are seven, eight dollars an hour.
1: Well, and I'd say that's a federal politician. That's a, that's, that's that a federal that. issue um, in the sense that we've allowed our politicians to get we, we, the American people, have allowed our politicians to get out of hand on those things. That's there right. should have never been a minimum wage to start with. So, how many?
0: Uh, so, what is it your plan is, Fran? What do you think the government should do to get rid of the so-called illegals?
12: Well, I just think that the, that they should have been taking care of business a long time ago.
0: Yeah, but you've got what are you gonna do now? What are you gonna do?
12: Well what am I gonna do?
0: What are you gonna have the feds do?
12: What what's an eighty year old woman mm-hmm. gonna do?
0: But just what's Answer your idea? Not you not you personally, Fran. What what do you think the federal government should do to solve the problem, which you believe exists?
12: I think that they should build the border, the fence, and I think they ought to keep the druggies out of here and the rapists and all those kind of people. I don't think they should be here having a freedom of our country would you
1: describe yourself as more of a fascist or a socialist oh, please. that's not fair uh, the fran the fact is if they only keep out if let's say they let all the good hard-working mexicans that uh, and they never gave anybody uh, welfare they never gave them uh, you know any free schooling we never had to pay for any of that stuff they let them all of them come in here and, and do whatever they were going to do the fact is that they, they the the criminals that wanted to come to this country would still manage to slip across the border. They're slipping across now, even if they I built know. a fence with um you know infrared tracking, motion sensing sh- machine guns, they would they would dig a dig a tunnel because you know th- that's what's going to happen. There's always going to be a criminal element, and the criminal element's going to be higher in the poor um you know classes.
0: I'd like to say, Fran, that I don't appreciate what you're suggesting because you're talking about a police state. Do you realize, Do you realize that that's okay, what you're calling me- for?
12: Let me say this. I am on Social Security. Uh-huh. I get 400 a month. Now, that's what I get. I have to buy my supplementary insurance, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to get by the best way I can. When all these other people that come here illegally... They get free medical. Oh, okay. So you have an, objection to, have an so, objection to the welfare
0: state. I
1: have an objection to the welfare state, too.
0: And that's a good objection, Fran. But the problem is with the welfare state and the fact that the government is stealing people's money and redistributing it to people, I don't care if it's a uh, a, a Hispanic person or a, a white person or whoever, man or woman or brown-haired person trade. that's getting the, the handout. I don't think those government handouts should be there either for anybody. I think if somebody needs help, they should be able to get it in the, uh, the private charity marketplace. Place. And so, you know, you and I might be able to agree on that one point, but I don't think that's – even if even if government welfare programs disappeared tomorrow, would you still have a problem with people coming here without asking for permission?
12: No, I don't have a, a problem with people coming here, but I think they ought to learn the language. I don't think they ought to take up security well, money. and happens. Uh,
1: they already learned I'm, the language, I'm, I'm with you, I'm with the you Fran. Um, they, they, yeah. shouldn't get, they shouldn't get welfare, and uh, the fact is, I don't believe in welfare at all. I believe we have a welfare problem, not an immigration problem. But on, on third generation, um, the, the, the facts show that third generations almost exclusively know English. It's, it's a 90-something, high 90s percentile that third generations, um, you know, immigrants, know English. So that's, that's what happening. you need for the marketplace. I mean, sure, people that have just come here, they don't know the language very well. It's hard to learn English.
0: So let's say we get... Get rid of the, but that's their problem, by the way. Let's say we get rid of the government welfare program. Then uh, do you think that there should be all these restrictions on people coming here?
12: I think I'm. I think I'm losing you. My
0: cell phone's going down. Oh, I'm, oh I'm sorry to hear about that. But it's been a it's been a great call. I thank you, Fran, for for making it. 800-259-9231. <laughs> There's Look,
1: so many issues in this immigration thing. But I do think that free people should be able to cross free borders of a free country freely.
0: Well, even unfree people, as long as they can make it to that line in the sand, then well, they can be a free. I person. think those people are in fact free. Um, but because they've decided to be well, so. No, th-
1: yeah, they're they're free because yeah. they were born that way. Their creator made them that way. Good and point. And no, no government. I don't care if it's the Mexican government, the United States government. uh, Nobody can make a person unfree. They just... Enslave them in the sense that they, you know, put all these rules on them, and the people then comply with them. Do you think the people that people
0: like Fran that are this, they have this anti-so-called illegal mentality? Do they realize that they're calling for a police state? Does she understand that that fence that she's calling for, uh, that's to be built, is going to keep people in as much as it's going to keep people out? Does she understand how police statish is to have the federal government raiding businesses, demanding that people show their papers in order to continue doing business here in this country? Does does she understand the kind of restrictions that it means for business owners when this new program is going to come down that requires them to check every employee against a federal database before they're even allowed to be hired? Does she understand what all that's
1: going to mean for freedom in America? Well, I don't know whether or not the the fence that's down there at the border would, in fact, uh, be used to keep Americans in. It seems like it could happen. But what concerns, got a story me, about it. what concerns me greatly is, well, they're already doing roving checkpoints inside the United States, checking yep. people for their papers. What's next? What is the next step? After they build this fence, then they're doing the roving checkpoints. House-to-house searches? What if I don't want them to come in my
0: house? I certainly don't want that. 800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Uh, Russell, is on the line, as well as Bill. If you guys will hang on through the news, we'll get to you. And, of course, ladies, come first if you dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. Speaking of leaving the country... The Department of Homeland Security has uh, some new proposals in regards to that. It's Free Talk Live.
13: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into Hour 3 of the program. It's the live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. Enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue by going right back to your calls. Ladies first, Carrie is on the line listening to KUSA in Washington. Hello, Carrie. Carrie, going once. Carrie in Washington, going twice. Well, maybe we'll put her back on hold. In the meantime, we'll try Russell listening to WSCFM in South Carolina. Hello, Russell. Do we have Russell? What's, What's going on? Here? Do we have a board operator? Can
14: you hear me?
0: Yes, Russell. Hey. You're on the air. Okay. What's on your mind?
14: Well, first of all, I'd like to uh, give you a round of applause for the sarcasm that you use to everyone that you speak to.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I guess <laughs> I'll thank you for that.
14: Uh, to me, it seems like in your world we live in a sarcastic state.
0: Hmm. I'm not sure I understand that.
14: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was just uh, listening to you when you were talking to the 80 year old woman. Yes, sir. Anyway, um. Earlier, you were talking about um, the bridge to nowhere and Sarah Palin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, and how she's and, not the small government person that some would have you believe.
14: Okay, I can. Uh, I, I can't really, you know, relate to that because I don't know the situation there. In fact, she came out of nowhere, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But um, when when a government official accepts money to use in their area of control, does that necessarily make them big government?
1: I I I I'm of the opinion I I might be a little different than my partner here you know I I don't know um it seems like it seems like that's kind of on the 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 fence to some extent. Certainly taking money um, is, you know, not a good thing, but likely, would Washington give the money to somebody else? Sure they would. So, you How know... How about
0: this? Here's a qualifier. Here's a, here's a qualifier. Uh, if the state is paying more in taxes than they're getting back from the federal government, then, then yes, that would qualify them. I mean, as far as, uh-huh. it not necessarily would qualify them, but it wouldn't be necessarily a big government thing. Whereas if they're getting more back than they're paying out in taxes, then they are getting subsidized by the other states, and it's my understanding that the alaska that alaska is one of those states Tax that receives a lot of subsidies from the other states so by accepting that money she was uh, advocating theft from the rest of the country so yes for her she qualifies
14: okay so in other words we shouldn't help our neighbors
0: in other words you should help your neighbors <laughs> on a voluntary basis look
1: if my neighbor comes <laughs> comes comes over to my house with a gun and demands a cup of sugar i'm not helping them
0: you're
1: not going to help them. No, no, no. They're stealing from me. They've got a gun. They're going to shoot me. Right. If that's they come not and help. ask. Now, if if a neighbor comes over and asks, and you can ask my neighbors, they can get anything they want. They can use my plow truck. Forget a for, forget a uh, cup of sugar. But if you come over with a gun, you're a thief. Right. And that's what the government is. It's nothing more than a
0: group of men and women doing uh, business at the threat of violence. So even if they're doing something with the money that is desirable, you know, helping small children or poor people. or... Or whatever, then uh, the means do not justify the ends. So all of the things that they're doing, if they're worth doing, would be done in a voluntary uh, marketplace, in a, in a free market situation, and I would have no objection to that. I don't mind, for instance, helping educate kids, even though I don't have any. But I want to educate kids with my, you know, with, with the the belief system that I agree with, not the government, the pro-government, pro-state belief system. I don't want to fund that kind of education. Does that make sense? Well, what,
14: what about what the other people believe?
1: That's well, up to them. Those those people would be responsible for funding the education that they believe in. Doesn't that make sense? Right. So the Christians can That's educate true. their
0: kids, and the Catholics can educate their kids, and the atheists can educate their kids, and all of that. I'm not, all what I, I
1: believe the kids should be educated. I just don't think that people should be um, robbed in order to do it. And I think that the uh, the education system that we currently have teaches the kids a bunch of, a bunch of stuff that people don't want, and therefore taking money from um, people for something they don't want is stealing.
0: Makes sense. Exactly. I agree with that. Great. Thank goodness, Russell. I appreciate your call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I'm glad you know, we're not the only ones, Mark.
1: I'm glad we get. To, I'm, I'm glad when we get calls like that, so we can clear things up. Sometimes it may sound like, uh, you know, to some people that the the uh, you know, freedom is, is can be somewhat heartless, and I I don't see it that no, way. Not but, at all.
0: In uh, fact, uh, it's it's more uh, heartful. <laughs> I don't know if that's, uh, mm-hmm. if <laughs> that's caring. a word. Yeah, it's more caring because it allows each individual to decide for themselves how to allocate their resources. So they can decide, well, you know, I want to give some money to the charity, but I also need to fix the leak in my roof first, so I better go ahead and take care of that, and then I'll give the rest of the money to charity, no problem, I can make all these decisions on my own, because I'm a big, big
1: boy I'm grown up now, and I can make these choices It's important to me that kids learn to read and write and use the internet, or whatever it is that's important to them, so I'm going to support this, uh, you know scholarship fund, because it allows for prayer in school and I believe in prayer in school, or it teaches, uh, you know, evolution and I believe in evolution. I I believe what Darwin said is true, or whatever.
0: Right. It takes away the conflict. Politics is nothing more, and the governmental uh, process is nothing more than an eternal conflict between interest groups. Because government is force. And so each interest group wants to uh, protect itself from having other people's ideas foisted upon them by the force. And they also would like to force their ideas onto the other people at the same time. And so they're constantly battling with one another, constantly struggling to retain control or wrest control of the government away from the opposing groups so they can impose their viewpoint whereas if we were just operating in the marketplace all on a voluntary basis each of those interest groups could simply have the things that they were looking for without having to go and fight with somebody else to get it
1: thus um you have the problems in public schools of well some people would like to see prayer there and it's just not happening anywhere and some people would like to see condoms given out in in the halls of the school and i'll tell you the vast majority of schools are not doing that so you've got these two interest groups uh Know. And that's one just can, two of them. One can call them conservative and liberal. I don't know. That's like a really there big sub, umbrella. There are sub,
0: sub-subgroups. There are all kinds of groups fighting. Yeah. And it never ends. The <laughs> only way to end it is to stop this government madness and get to the free marketplace. Let's go to your calls. Carrie uh, hopefully is on the line at this point. Carrie, listening to KUSA. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi.
13: Did, did I make it this time? Here you
0: are. What's on your mind, oh, Carrie?
13: Great. Um, I really like what you're saying. Um, but great. I did want to comment on the immigration issue that uh, from the last hour and sure. um, I live in Yakima and we have a large population of immigrants here that do the the farm labor that we have mm-hmm. and um, I agree with you as far as uh, these people many of them are hard-working and so on what I have a problem with is and we experience it to a tremendous degree here in, in my town is uh, the balkanization that happens when they come in large groups and um, Insist on keeping their culture and not assimilating into our society. Um, That's been the biggest thing about America that's that made it great is that it was a melting pot, and that when people came here, they became Americans. And that that is not happening with the uh, Hispanic. Uh, immigration group
1: K- that is Keri, here now I I, I I entirely agree with you that assimilation is extraordinarily important and I but I think we're dealing with to some extent a floor uh, a forest and tree thing here um, when you look at back at history it looks like everybody assimilated because they did but when you think right when you look at things individually you look at the Irish must um, you know dogs and Irish keep off the grass you look at little Italy you look at uh, you know the Chinatowns Chinatowns. Uh, China you look at all these things and at the time those people Experiencing, uh, you know, the people, the the, the Americans, let's call them, um, the majority, experiencing those things would have said, these people are not assimilating. And I, you know, by and large, there's, it's just, you just can't get by in America very well. You can buy groceries and you can do some things, but you can't get by very well without speaking English. And if you ask those immigrants, do you want your son or daughter to be able to speak English? If you ask them that question, they're I I, I would bet to a man, to a person, they're going to say, yes, that's what they want. That's
13: probably true, and I agree with the the premise of what you're saying, but I'm experiencing this. I work with um, uh, the DSHS Association here in our town. I'm a city or a state employee, and um, I I work with it, and I see what uh, the generational um, ongoing – Hispanic culture that is deeply entrenched in the Hispanic culture, because they have 50% of the population here is Hispanic, and so they don't have to assimilate, and because our state supports the idea of giving them all of their um, supports in their own language instead of... You know, making English the language of this
1: country. Carrie, I, I think that it, uh, that there's that the, no taxpayer should be forced to, uh, you know, pay money for printing that's in some other language to, uh, you know, Absolutely. get the laws out there to people, you know, in other languages. in Spanish. I don't want to or pay for the Bob government. Wayan.
0: Period. Hey, Carrie, I want to bring you back for a little bit. I want to continue this discussion, if you don't mind. Hang on, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, because I want to talk more about the idea of culture. This whole idea of Whatever her uh, concept is of the American culture, I'd like to define that perhaps a little bit further, find out what it is that she's thinking there, because I don't think there is an American culture. And I'll explain in a moment. Talk Live, it's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system is there, and there are over 375,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Head over to bbs.freetalklive.com and get interactive for free. In fact, approaching the 400,000 post mark.
1: Shouldn't be too much longer before we get there. So it's quite an honor. Yeah, that's bbs.freetalklive.com. I've been taking Dexy 20 for about a month now, and I've been losing weight steadily along the way. I recommend Dexy 20 for you. I think that uh, it, it it's working. It's an appetite suppressant. It doesn't make me jittery and weird like uh, all the rest of them do. I'm I'm a high strung guy. I can't handle those uh, those uh, stimulants. C 20. You can get it at Walgreens, CVS, GNC. And you can get it at diet.freetalklive.com. That's diet.freetalklive.com. You can go there and check, check it out.
0: All right. So we're back with Kerry listening to KUSA in Washington. And, Carrie, you've been relatively agreeable on this, this whole immigration topic. It sounds like you're kind of on board with some of the things we're talking about, about freedom and getting rid of the government welfare, the redistribution oh, programs and, and things like that, some of the root causes of the major objections out there to having people come here to make a better life for themselves. Because despite the government welfare, most immigrants are coming here here for, to make a better life for themselves and not mooch off of others. Is that a
1: question coming for Carrie?
0: The, the ones that I have known. Uh, the, well, the question's more of a, it, it'll be a discussion and we'll evolve <laughs> it into a question. Mike, because you'd mentioned that, that you you felt as though there was this American culture and I just don't know if I agree with you on that because I feel like you did, you did sort of allude to the melting pot and I think that part of the melting pot is the fact that there are so many different cultures here. There are, as uh, Mark, you pointed out, uh, you know, Chinatowns and Little Italy's and places where you can go and find people that don't speak English. In fact, one of our chatters in the, uh, the Ampel in the chat room made a great point, and that is that the Amish have not assimilated one iota, and they're okay. Nobody's saying we should kick the Amish out. So
1: Benjamin then, Franklin was. In the 1750s, he wrote about how he, he wanted felt to get rid like of the, the Amish? Amish needed to go away. That's bastard. And, and this kind of xenophobia, and I'm sorry to use such a strong word, but this kind of xenophobia breeds on itself. Well, we've had it since the beginning of the, the nation. But even with Within, uh, even within sort of
0: mainstream American culture, there's all kinds of all kinds of subcultures. I mean, for instance, if you just go to your local high school, you'll find that there are several different cliques of uh, young people. Some of them are goths. Some of them are what are the? What's the uh, the emo? That's that's new I don't new think that's much days. different than goth. But, but yeah, you think it's really like asking it's a, the wrong it's guy. A, it's a subculture from the whole goth culture, and then there's of course the popular uh, the, the sports culture, and then there's. So do you see where I'm coming from, Carrie? I don't think there is an overarching American culture at all. So what were you getting at with that?
13: Well, I. Um, can you hear me? Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, uh, I I agree with you actually. Um, we have sort of lost the culture that we did all used to share because we had two things shared language and a shared values wait
0: a and minute what are, point, what are those what are those
13: language and shared values. i understand shared we language
0: all, we're sharing the language but the shared values you're saying that we yeah. all used to have these what what are those
13: the idea of freedom okay. the idea of that that the founding fathers set up we all we all agreed with that we all agreed that we have certain inalienable rights that are given to us by god and god was not a bad word in the past and we all agreed that that um that we should be um, united in uh, supporting this country as um, as our homeland. And huh. at this point, yeah, When, when, when did all did have that go that away? Yeah. When,
0: no, about no, 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 no. That 30s, was a question. So you say it went it away in the forties?
13: Yeah. Well, I think as soon as uh, big government started up, that's when it went away. I can't tell you when that was.
1: I, I'd huh? like to. would like to know when big government started. It's a question I've been asking myself for a long time. It got bigger. Wow. I don't in the know. 30s. It, I don't know whether it started with uh, Washington uh, making you know uh, you know as putting together a Continental Army. I don't know whether it was John Adams and his Alien Sedition Act. Yeah. I don't know whether it's it was been
13: a- incremental. I, I think <laughs> that right. Carrie,
1: uh, Carrie, you and I probably were not alive
0: back in the uh, the i thir- I'm going out on a limb. I don't think you just judging by the sound of your voice were not around back in the 30s and 40s. So it sounds to me like you're speculating based on kind of a general idea of what you think things might have used to been like, sort of how people believe that things were better back in the 50s. Even though, in point of fact, they weren't better back in the 50s, there were still all kinds of uh, problems back then, and we have much better safer, healthier, uh, more productive lives today. So I think that you're kind of, you, you're sort of living in this fantasy of what things used to be like. Nostalgia. That didn't, Yeah, this nostalgic fantasy that didn't really actually exist, because even back in the times you're talking about, for instance, let's talk about one of the things that we know for a fact happened back in the 30s and the 20s alcohol prohibition as well as the beginnings of marijuana prohibition clearly there were uh, there was two different cultures at the very least uh, active at that time those who liked the idea of being able to drink and those who didn't like that idea and they were fighting with one another and they weren't united in the very least and when the laws went through those who wanted to continue to drink continued to drink despite what those who wished to control them uh, would do and when they got overturned instead of learning the lessons they went after marijuana and proceeded to go after other drugs from that point. So, I mean, I don't mean to shoot you in the dirt completely here, but I I just don't believe that what you're claiming is or has ever been true. In a country where people are allegedly free, you are inevitably going to have different subcultures, different interest groups, and we all manage to interact successfully with one another because we have rational self-interest. We understand that it's not a good idea to harm our neighbor, regardless of what their culture might be, because we want people of all cultures to come in and purchase products from our stores and do business with us and that's how we get along in this in this country because even though we're all so very different in many ways we still get along with one another because we've got the self-interest to do that and it really doesn't have anything to do with having any sort of overarching culture beyond perhaps the general idea that we should all be free that part i'll agree with you on and i'll leave you with some final thoughts go ahead
13: Okay well I agree with you you as long as you have a free country you'll always have subcultures where people will disagree absolutely what the and I you were mentioning this earlier that the problem really the underlying problem of immigration is the fact that government is so involved with our lives yeah and the fact that um they they give handouts and that um uh that invites people into our country who are not necessarily the best of citizens and that are that are just going to be on the the dole. For you know what the, the most unfortunate I agree with that.
0: I agree with that Carrie and you know what the most unfortunate part of it all is is that the people that uh, that are so vehemently anti-immigration or anti-so-called illegal immigration, they're calling for more government as the solution, and that's I the agree. saddest part of it all. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate the, the conversation because I think it's been good for everybody. Uh, the people that are calling for build the build the fence, keep them out. You're calling for more government programs. You're calling for bigger government, more government involvement. The organization that
1: made the problem. Right.
0: The the organization that everybody can admit uh, is the major factor in any problems that we find in this country – they're, you're calling for more of it. You're calling for a police state. You're calling for more regulations on businesses. You're calling for house-to-house raids. Do you don't believe it's coming? It's coming. They're already doing uh, random roadblocks, as you pointed out, Mark, in the northern Look, man, and southern if areas. If you don't
1: have anything to hide, what's the problem with your um, getting your house searched? I like my privacy. Thanks very much.
0: Well, That's know, the problem. When,
1: when the, all the stories I've read where uh, people get locked up and locked in jail for naked pictures of their own kids in the bathtub, oh my where people gosh. get locked up for having prescriptions that are out of date yeah, in their know. own name. Um, you don't know what you have. The to hide. last thing I want is some uh, bureaucrat poking around, some cop coming in there and and right. looking for some reason to lock people up because I was what I didn't smile and salute when he came to the door.
0: Yeah, if he opens the bedroom door and finds a bong, he's not going to ignore that just because he was looking for immigrants one 800 259 9231 So I love the fact that there are different cultures here. It's one of the uh, the neatest things about living here is we get to experience all of those cultures. And if you don't want to experience one, just stay away from it. You don't no one's forcing you to interact with those people. Eight hundred two five nine ninety-two thirty one is the SACEL CAI toll Free Line. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You dial in toll-free. We put you on the air. You can talk about whatever you want. Toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. They include the wiki. You can get interactive with over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. And enjoy. That's wiki, W-I-K-I dot And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That again, freetalklive.com. Look right there at the top of the page, and you'll see the SACL banner. That's SACL, C-A-I. As we continue with your calls about whatever you want, uh, we will go to Dave in Montana, listening to KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
15: Uh, Culture. Language is part of culture. Culture is part of religion, and you have freedom of religion and the practice thereof. It entails language and culture, and then you have freedom of speech, and that that means you could talk any way you want, and that means in another language, too. But if you don't learn English, it's going to be a little harder for you to get by. But Absolutely. if you want to talk that language, you got freedom of speech. It's covered in our first amendment. I don't see where these people think that. Because somebody ain't changing their culture, they ain't American. Matter of fact, them maintaining their culture make America more American. Because they could live in a country where their culture is protected because it's, mm. they're free to practice it.
1: Don't forget all those delicious foods they bring. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, here's what what I think and is so funny. People generations
15: don't... of sibling, I mean, uh, prodigy, will eventually turn into one of the the greatest aspiration of the American. Spirit. Spirit that could be.
1: You know, my wife's because uh, they maiden come name. From these cultures. <laughs> D- Dave, my wife's maiden name is Italian. She can't speak a lick of Italian, but she can make some great uh, spaghetti. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, these kind of things, the good stuff gets passed down. And I think it's so funny that people um, are, are they're upset. So they call, they, they're, they're worried about people uh, calling, you know, on the telephone, giving them the option of getting things in Spanish or English. They're upset at the option of hearing something in Spanish. A Business is offering them the option, an additional choice in their buying experience, and they're upset by it.
15: It doesn't make sense. I think they have no concept on what America is, I think, or what the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Like, they wouldn't sign that Constitution unless they had them Bill of Rights. And them Bill of Rights, man, is like, if we hold each one of them has been attacked 25,000 times or something, we're just letting them do it but those things are those certain endowed rights given us to our, by our creator. And I think that our country is blessed that, That we do have all these cultures living here. I agree with
0: you 100%, Dave. Great call, as always. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I think that secession is a mandatory thing. We need to get New Hampshire or whatever other states we possibly can to get the hell out of this totalitarian, fascio socialist state or fascio (laughs) socio fascist state. I I don't uh, even have a good word. The federal government has turned into so we can open our borders and encourage those people that are looking for that. Beacon of Liberty, to come here and make that better life for themselves, because I would love to have more people from different places around the world here. It Really, I'm with Dave completely. It makes things better. More competition, more innovation, more people, more fun. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Bill, listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live.
7: Well, I have to disagree with you and Dave on that last one. I, I was calling originally to complain about Walter, but... Um, you know, poor Walter. I think he just wants to be taken care of. It reminds me of a person that's either on a government pension or maybe on a General Motors pension. He enjoys paying high taxes. He should go to Russia. They take 70 or 80% of your money from you. And they do everything for you. That would be wonderful for Walter. Mm. But now on Dave, I just, just call it, I usually like like what he says, but I the thing I disagree with is, you know, you've got to have a one English-speaking country. This this idea of speaking Spanish and refusing to learn
0: English. And we're going to... Nobody's refusing, Bill. I mean, look at the... Mark, you said the statistics show... They're dictating, sorry. They're dictating to us. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Who's they?
7: They, the people that are immigrating. And I I, I agree with you to a point where I disagreed a little bit with Fran. I say, okay, let the people come over. They're hardworking people. But where I stop and where I draw the line is on this language barrier. Who
0: is dictating, Bill? And how is that working exactly?
7: Well, they're dictating that their children are are supposed to be taught spanish in our schools
0: well hold on hold just on. stop Your kids right are there taught spanish that's where i learned it you're talking <laughs> about uh one moment here because you're talking about a government school system so once again right. here we have the a problem. government school system right. problem, the problem is we with don't the have state. an immigration problem the problem is with the state and its programs and it goes right back to what we were discussing earlier about government schools when we pointed out that there are different interest groups mark you happen to choose you know the christians versus the people that want sex taught in i school. don't think
1: christians want prayer in school necessarily you we're just talking about some people that want parents those
0: were the groups you ch- you chose, but now here are two other groups, according to bill there 's the group that wants spanish and there 's the group that wants english and they 're fighting over who gets to control the government school apparatus if it wasn 't for the government school apparatus, then it would be up to private business owners as to decide the the business owners that were running the schools or charities you know in the case of the Catholic church or whatever was running a school. It would be up to the school owners and the private people that are behind the schools to make those decisions, and then, therefore, you couldn't say that they'd be demanding anything, because if the market, I mean, if they did demand it, the market would probably respond, but you wouldn't be forced to pay for it. Uh, You wouldn't be forced to send your kids there. You could send your kids to a school where English was the only spoken language, and that's all they they were taught.
7: Well, that's the the answer, then. That is the answer. That's the perfect answer, is um, go to to a private school. But you're, you're taking my tax dollars... Okay, you're confiscating money at gunpoint, which I agree with you totally. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, but everybody Mm. else seems to enjoy it. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm the only person that that believes in less taxes. It seems like all the people enjoy it. It's easy
0: to feel alone, man. That's why you should join the Free State Project, if you believe in liberty, that is.
7: But now, I don't want to to be paying to to this uh, public school system, though, and forced to pay into that, and then have these Spanish-speaking people be able to dictate the curriculum.
0: I see where you're coming from Bill and I share your concerns. I thank you for the call. I don't want to be paying into this government school system not because of some language issue, but because they take my money and then they use it to indoctrinate kids to believe that the state is good. They believe they use that money to uh, teach them that the government is necessary, that the government is great, and that is anathema to everything that I believe in my life, but yet I'm forced to pay for it and if I don't, there's possibility that they're going to try to sell my house out from under me. So I'm completely I understand Bill's Concerns, I'm on board with him there. That's why the solution is to get the government out of education 100%. Nothing less is acceptable if you love freedom. We continue and talk to Dennis listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Hello, Dennis.
8: Hey, guys. Hey, uh, on I've been listening off and on for a lot of years, but tonight you really struck a nerve. You made a really poor analogy. Really? Well, I grew up in Iowa... Farm boy around Amish. I've okay. been to barn raising. I've eaten with them, and comparing them to the illegal aliens that are sneaking across our borders, bringing diseases, because that's oh, one not of the reasons that they should one. have.
0: Come oh, on. Well, no. The
8: Amish, the Amish have American flags. They're not bringing in polio, whooping cough, and all lot Neither are the stuff. immigrants,
0: sir. Wrong. <laughs> you know, we've had people Wrong. call this show claiming that there's leprosy breaking see, out in Texas. I need to leprosy see those. Leprosy
8: is, is extreme. But I'll tell you what, I spent 20 years actually better as a paramedic. In every place that we have large quantities of illegal immigrants, we have resurgences of whooping cough. We have resurgences of polio. We have resurgences of drug-resistant diseases. Now, one of the reasons that, you know, people coming through Ellis Island, they weren't rocket scientists, they weren't geniuses, they were farmers, they were tradesmen, but they went right. through checks. You we wanted the
0: un-watch. I Mass to address all these up. issues, we're just, we're gonna come so back. we're
1: going to bring you back. Hang okay? on,
0: dude. 800-259-9231 is a good conversation. People need to have this one because it's the most misunderstood issue in America today, and that is, of course, immigration. More on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. Oh. But I don't know if you have enough time in this moment, unless you're already on hold. If you're already on hold, we'll do our best to get you to, uh, get to you. I'm not going to give out the number. It is Ian here with you. And Mark? You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and if you like the show... Head over to amp.freetalklive.com to learn about the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is to get Free Talk Live into the ears of as many people as possible around the country and around the world. Go and get all the details. Learn about the perks you get, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. And not really much time to talk about the new changes to the AMP program today, uh, but just briefly, we do have some pretty big plans in regards to getting Free Talk Live globally distributed uh, via satellite, and there's details on that all at amp.freetalklive.com. So our listeners in Australia and Europe and other places like that, we want to get a signal out to you guys too, so uh, you go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more. All right, we go back to your phone calls here. Dennis is back on the line listening to WSC-FM in South- South Carolina. Mark, you wanted to address, he said a number of things. You wanted to at least hit on a couple of
1: them here. Yeah, Dennis, you'd, um, you had said that uh, the Amish were a bad c- comparison to the Mexican people, and because Amish people fly flags and they're, they're good Americans now. Um, but I would like to, I, I'd like to, and, and that you are in fact Amish, and my next door neighbor's Amish, um, you know, a good friend, when I say next door neighbor, the guy who rents from me is Amish, and, you know, good friend of mine, and I totally love the Amish people, because I love how they do things without the government's help. But Absolutely, but I'd like to point out that Amish in the seven in the uh, uh, 1770s and 80s took in um, Hessian deserters during the Revolutionary War. They took in people that killed Americans and they hid them because they were Germans. So they 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 weren't at all they weren't always really well assimilated. And it's because we opened our arms, it's because we embraced them, it's because we allowed them to become Americans that they did become good Americans. And 300 years from now. You'll see that from Mexicans.
8: We don't have 300 years because right now...
1: They're ruining us.
8: You know, ride the meat wagon, okay? You guys have no experience. Ride the meat wagon. Go in where MS-13 has gone through and shot up and killed children and other people holding their drug turkey.
0: Well, we now, hold on a second, Dennis, before you go on there. Drug turf is a result of drug prohibition, also another government-created government problem. problem. I thank you for your call. I'm sorry, dude, but we got to get to some other calls here before the, the show's done. Drug prohibition has resulted in gang violence, whether it's MS-13 or the Crips or the Bloods or the government, whoever it is. We got American gangs. It's not like yeah.
1: Mexicans are the only people that have gangs. Right. And if we got rid of the drug laws, you wouldn't have the gang problems. Yeah, the, the people working at the factories and
0: out in the fields are not uh, pa- causing the gang problems. It's the gang. That are and we didn't drugs. address the
1: disease issue. Um, the disease, okay. the disease issue, real quick. Uh, you know, Ellis Island. Yeah, sure. They, they did. They, they tested those people, and I think that's fine if somebody wants to test them. Did they but test how them are, at the port of Manatee? Uh, I don't know. Um, the, the, just Ellis Island, um, and right. probably on the uh, the west coast too. But how are you going to stop the people with diseases from sneaking across the border if you try Police to keep state, them out? state, baby. Now All maybe the way. you can give. Uh, you can have some charities there that will take people in and treat yeah. them for their diseases, so that when they're well, they can be you well, know released. Do you want to hire
0: a sick man? As a business owner, do you want to hire a sick man?
1: Well, you'd have to know that he was sick, and I don't think that you can necessarily know that somebody who's carrying uh, drug-resistant tuberculosis is is, is sick. I think he has some some issues, but the government isn't the solution. Clearly, the government's not the solution. It's been failing. Right. If you believe the government can solve problems, then there's not
0: much we can say to you. But if you don't think the government's very good at anything that it does, then you'd understand that if you want to keep people healthy, then take them out of the government's hands and leave them in the marketplace and let the marketplace figure out ways to solve these problems. And if you're very, very worried about these problems, then you be careful who you're dealing with because anybody can have some sort of dangerous disease. You want to get all paranoid about that. Don't necessarily look at people that are coming across the southern border. Look at everybody you come in contact with because they could be carrying something, right?
1: Humans are the dirtiest thing you can come in contact all right, with.
0: Let's continue. Dario is on
1: the line listening to
0: KUSA in Washington. Hello, Dario.
1: Hi, hey, how are
11: you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Well, you know, I've been doing uh, immigration assistance. I'm not a lawyer. I'm a JD and an MBA. But I find it interesting, you know, that if you really want to be fair, uh, you know, when you look back at the funding of our country, no taxation without representation, yet the IRS code is very specific. You've been here illegally for 186 days in the last three years. You pay tax like everybody else, or you go to jail. And on an annual basis, I find that, you know, they're averaging about $20,000, and they're paying 7.65 Medicare Social Security. And so normally they're paying about fifteen hundred dollars every year to a to a fund that they're never going to collect. And yeah. I call it, you know, I call it fraud. You know, and I'm trying to write a book called the Green Card Conspiracy because they said it's fraud, flat ass fraud. Number two, uh, they say they cannot get any government programs. In 2004, when I went to the Mexican consulate and told them, well, you know, this this fund is growing by eighteen billion every year, eighteen billion dollars that they're paying in that they're never going to collect, Bush. Republicans or, or Democrats, and I try to talk to both parties, they don't want to talk about that, that there are they're, they're, this fund is, is, is in Social Security, and they keep talking it's going to go broke. Well, the one that's backing it up is illegal aliens. Back to 1934, when <laughs> I went to Social Security and I jumped them, and I said, hey, I understand they owe $25 billion to illegal aliens. that you're nuts. You don't know what you're talking about. It's $238 billion, Mr. Rivera.
0: I'm glad and you brought said, that up because, Mark, you've well, touched but, on this but before. I bring, it up,
11: I bring it up for a, for a, for a purpose. I want you to challenge the Republicans, McCain and Obama, they they got to get off this bullshit about you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, can't,
0: I, we can't let you go on. I'm sorry about that. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I know these the are passionate. The most educated guy we had all night. Yeah, they're passionate. <laughs> you never know who it's going to be, right? Uh, they're, they're passionate people out there, and they get all caught up in what they say. It is Well, he's right. The, the,
1: the terminology that he used is absolutely correct. Yeah, it's just true. not acceptable for the airwaves. Um, you know, the, we've, we've talked about it on multiple occasions. As people talk about how much money the illegal aliens... Uh, you know, suck out. A, a suck out. What they don't talk about is all the taxes they pay. Look, if you've got an illegal social security number or you know fake social security number, you've got to pay taxes. You fill out a W four right. with that number. Your taxes go away. You don't get a return because the, you're not real. So that money goes into the government. It stays. You pay your FICA on top of um, you know your social security and, and all that other stuff. It goes in. It stays. You don't get it. Not now, that people, that
0: excuses welfare queens right, or anything. Right. Right. Like
1: I'm not saying that at all. But the problem with discussing that is, in fact, then you get an To nickels and dimes and people deciding well whether it's positive or negative having people here and and as far as i'm concerned paying money into the government for taxes is a waste whether it's done by uh, illegal uh, aliens or you know immigrants or or americans or whomever because the government's only going to use it to drop bombs on people and three minutes
0: three calls remaining we're going to try to sneak you all in here so be quick don in kansas city you're on free talk live with you and mark hello don
16: oh my my comment is um... I keep hearing the word assimilate, but if you go back, who were the first people here? The, the, the Indians. Indians, but Indians did right? We, did we assimilate to their culture? No, Great we don't. Oh, and and I'm a black man here in America, mm-hmm. and I feel that if if you, when people come here, they should be allowed to bring their culture because it only enriches us.
0: Absolutely. When you
16: strip a person of their identity, of their religion, their background, their history, then you train them. In a way that you want them to be, well, that's not who they are. So yep, obviously, right. you're going to have law and unrulings and all you, that other stuff. When you
1: belittle them and the things they love and the things that they find important from a cultural standpoint, you know, you tell them that their Spanish is bad and you tell them that uh, having a flag in their car is bad, that's not going to cause them to, to stop using Spanish and stop having the flag. It's going to cause them to fly that flag high and speak Spanish you. right in front of you. Yep.
16: Exactly. I'm a, I've been married 21 years to an Hispanic woman, and we teach our children both sides. You know, I wish I knew the, how to speak the African language, but that's been robbed from me, so they're robbed from the richness of learning that language. But they do learn Spanish, and they speak it fluently,
0: and our house is just wonderful. Don, I thank you so much for your call tonight. And, Sensible thoughts, and right. I wish we had more and, time. And
1: if you, and if, um, if the people that are stiff-necked about this, uh, this language that's uh, important here in commerce in the United States, whether it's inside the United States or outside, dealing with uh, the, you know, our neighbors which do speak Spanish, uh, neighboring countries, his kids are going to have a leg up on yours.
0: You should go to—I mean, go to Hong Kong. Those of you that think you can only—you should only have one language—a waitress there has to know like three or four languages just to get a job. Well, can you imagine living in that kind of a society?
1: But the waitresses get paid better there too. Let's continue here quickly
0: to Lane in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind, Lane? Uh, well, I
17: was—I uh, I tuned in about an hour ago. Just caught most of Walter's conversation, your, your dialogue with him, and it was interesting. Uh, I think Walter probably is. Sort of a cross section of America, in that he's probably ill-informed of what's really going on. In other words, he doesn't really know the reason behind uh, our involvement in Iraq and so on and so forth. He cited, you know, 3,500 people dead on 9/11. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, he just he's his whole entering argument is bogus. Uh, it's like starting off with two plus two equals five. If yeah. you start off with that, the whole thing after that is going to be bogus.
1: Right. It's like going after all um, the redheads because Timothy Timothy McVeigh blew up the, uh, the uh, <laughs> Oklahoma um, buildings there. I mean, it's it's dumb. Yeah.
17: <laughs> and, it, and it's just uh, and and since well since okay we're over there in Iraq with our troops and he says well twenty they're seconds later our freedom and like you said you know they're really not. <laughs>
0: It's the government that's taking freedom. It's the government that is the greatest enemy to liberty that uh, the world has ever seen. And not just this government, but all governments. I thank you, Lane, for the call. We are out of time. It has been Free Talk Live, and it has been Ian here with you. And Mark. And we will return Monday night. You can join us then, or join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Wishing you a happy and safe and fun weekend.